Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a good show. Honeys, welcome to Natch Butte. This is the last episode featuring my frights and delights as we have come to an end of October. And it's been very exciting and fun. Thank you for being on this journey with me. This is the last episode of Natch Butte that will come out before Halloween. And we have some Halloween exciting things. So get excited. But for first, I want to move on because I want to get to our episode. Okay. So like I said, Halloween is right around the corner. It's a spooky time. This episode, I wouldn't say is spooky, but I just want to preface that this episode, among other things, is about witchcraft. Now, I realize that the word witchcraft might evoke some feelings for you, and that's your right But I wanted to just begin this episode with a very casual, breezy disclaimer. I know the word disclaimer is a little aggressive, but I didn't really know what other word to say. I want to say to everybody out there, you hear the word witchcraft. If you're like me, you're saying, oh, I'm an open uh, artist. I'm a person. I I listen and I'd like to know what other people are up to. And I have an open mind. I like hearing about other things that I don't know about. Cool. But some of you might say witchcraft. That doesn't sound like something I want to hear about. So to me, I just want to say. Listen with an open mind, okay? If this isn't your vibe, I want you to do you. I want you to feel comfortable, okay? But here at Nashby, we don't pass judgment. We learn about other people, and that's what this show is all about. So I wanted to say I recommend you keep your mind open. We talk about so many beautiful things that I think everyone could learn from and enjoy. I live in L.A. as the throat chakra of the planet, and I'm an artist. I'm an empath, and in this enclave of artists and comedians that I have created around my life, we are generally, generally speaking, we're open, accepting. We seek information out about other people's experiences different from our own, and that is how we build empathy and gratitude. That is how I personally find happiness. Not everyone in here believes the same things I do or you do. Things that Gabriella does, okay? But Natribute is all about hearing other people's perspectives, okay? I was very excited and happy to chat with Gabriella about her passion and her expertise, and I think you're going to love this episode, okay? Also, last thing I'm going to say is we recorded this a few weeks ago, and we talk about the moon and things, so I don't know if you're like a big moon head, and you say, hey, wait a minute, the moon isn't full right now, Jackie, what are y'all talking about? This is a little old, so I say consult the moon guide of choice. Do your own moon research, okay? We're two people speaking from our own experience. Enjoy listening in on the combo, okay? With that, keep your mind open and enjoy this episode of Natribute. A natural butte, you ooh, you ooh, are a natribute, 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 na 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 oh yeah. I'm a beaut, I'm a lover, I'm a natch, I'm Chooch's mother, podcasting every day. Do not feel ashamed, I have fresh fringe, I have cream, I'm missed in between any other way. 
Welcome to Natch Butte. Did y'all recognize that song? Yes. I don't know if you're too young. Welcome to Natch Butte. It's October, baby. We're here. We're buying pumpkin-themed food items. We're wearing cardigans. We're going to haunted houses and mazes. We're having fun. It's the fall, baby. Welcome to Natch Butte. I am so excited to have my guest here today. She is a, a writer, fashion alchemist, and witch. And she has a book out that everybody's going to want to buy. It's called Inner Witch, A Modern Guide to the Ancient Craft. She's got columns. She's got wisdom. We uh, we have so much to discuss. Gabriella Herstick, welcome to Natch Butte. Yay! Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I've been trying to get you in here for months. Oh, so, this is perfect, though. October is my favorite month, so. Perfect. I'm so excited. What for does it. October mean to you? So, actually, like, in a lot of different, like, traditions of witchcraft and neo-pagan religions, Halloween is the new year. And it's, like, the most important holiday of the year. It's known as Samhain. And for me, I just, like, fucking love dressing up. I love Halloween. In college, I worked at a vintage costume shop that stayed open because of all the, like— all of the people that would buy stuff just in Halloween. So right. it was like two weeks of dressing up, very hectic, and they just like would party after you were done on Halloween working at a costume shop. But I love it. It's just like transformation, the opportunity to go inward a little bit more. Like it's definitely a season where I like want to be inside and want to watch scary movies, obviously doing all of the fall things, all of the Halloween things. But there's also this level of like energetic depth that I get to access. It's Scorpio season. I have a right. lot of planets in Scorpio, including my moon. Did so. you know that I'm a triple score? Yes! I feel like I did know that, and I forgot, and I meant to ask, and that's triple amazing! Score. That's... Chooch is a Scorpio as well. My dog. Then we're off to a great start. <laughs> How exciting! I went to University of Texas in Austin, and we have an amazing costume shop called Lucy in Disguise oh with diamonds. Cute. On Congress, and that's where I rented my chaps when I was Christina Aguilera from the Dirty Video. Oh, my God. That's where I rented my tail when I was Ariel, my mermaid tail. Like, this was before mermaids were, like, super no, trendy, yeah, yeah. by the way. This was in the early 2000s. Thank you. But that story made me think of that. <laughs> Let's get into it. You're all about channeling ancient wisdom Ooh. in the modern age. Yeah. Which I'm very interested in. I'll be honest. I don't know too much about it. I do have your book. I know this is a loaded question, but what does it mean personally to you to be a witch, generally speaking, in 2018? Mm -hmm. Okay. So for me, I define a witch as someone who lives in tune with the cycles of the earth, the cosmos, and themselves, who uses magic, which I describe as energy plus action plus intention, to live in this world consciously and powerfully and unapologetically. Fuck yeah. And in this day and age, that means using tools like social media, using the internet, using, like, just being, using the zeitgeist as a guide to what needs to be discovered magic is like anything it has to like evolve to stay relevant so if we're not it's there are the foundation for me for witchcraft is rooted in what my ancestors did like pagan people did thousands of years ago like what people have been doing living with the moon and the sun that stuff is ancient but we're not living in the same time as they are so if we're not updating our magic to work with the things that we're dealing with on a daily basis like technology like whatever the political landscape is like social media or the internet if we're not updating these practices to work with this then we're missing a whole opportunity to really like 
use magic as its own evolving being. Does it make sense? Yes, and what an amazing answer. Fuck, I can't Thank wait. You. I'm so excited. <laughs> let's get I'm di- I'm diving head first, yes, let's okay? Do it. What are some misconceptions that you hear most often? Okay, so the first one, which honestly, I don't know if people just I definitely get like the weird DMs where people just like, ask me stuff that I'm like, "Really?" But for the most part, I don't get a lot of misconceptions i think maybe just the people that have these misconceptions are like scared of me i hope right but obviously there's one that like witches are evil that we eat babies that we're like throwing hexes all the time and that we're satanic and just like first off like witchcraft isn't a religion so you don't have to believe in certain gods or goddesses to practice witchcraft and while there probably are people that are using it as more of a thing to to make to spread negativity or that kind of like low vibration energy most of us aren't doing that like obviously on a case-by-case basis it there are times where you have to turn to like more intense kinds of magic but for the most part like we're not evil and satanists aren't evil that's just like it's misconception in itself satanism is all about honoring thyself and it's just also misunderstood that's just like a big one hollywood the political landscape witch hunts there's just a lot of like layers of why people think we're evil and people think we wear pointy hats but i think recently it's shifted and another misconception that i think is within the witch community too or the spiritual community at large is that witches are all white women who like wave around stage wands and are like hanging out just like doing magic which is i'm saying this as a white woman who like loves her sage but we're not a monolith women of color people of color queer people trans people like indigenous people all of those minorities are the ones that have really had to push witchcraft forward because they haven't had the same playing field in real life so what do you do when things aren't happening on the physical plane you turn to the energetic plane to make change and that like that magic was like a tool of survival and that they're just I think that, yeah, when you're just seeing that kind of, like, white, free people, which person, you're missing, like, the whole, just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. And that, yeah, I guess Satan, that you're evil, that we all look the same. That you can just do a spell and change your life instantly, like, everything will be better automatically. That doesn't happen. I wish. But unfortunately, yeah, that's, that's not how it works. You just cleared a lot of stuff up. <laughs> I'm telling you, she knows her shit. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about your book really quick, since cool. that's why you're here. It's here. It's called Inner Witch, A Modern Guide to the Ancient Craft. Mm-hmm. And some of the main topics covered in the book, integrating magic spells and rituals into your self-care and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I think that's something everyone could get behind. And women who want to reconnect with themselves. Mm -hmm. That phrase really stood out to me. Mm -hmm. And the book makes everything so easy. It covers so much. And as an example of kind of what Gabby is about, I just saw in your Ask a Witch column that you do for Nylon. Yes. Somebody asked you about your morning routine. And I thought it was really interesting and a good way to show your general vibe of of the rituals we were just discussing. Mm So why don't you get into that with us a little bit? How does Gabby start her day? I set like five alarms because I don't want to wake up and Mm -hmm. I trick myself into waking up. Most mornings, if I like my ultimate have enough time, don't have to rush morning where I can wake up and do my full morning practice, which is like ideal, whatever that means. This is the ideal day. Cool. Um, I'd probably wake up. I would check to see what sign the moon is in. I really like knowing where she's in that kind of like inspires me and helps me understand where what 
what I might be feeling energetically, wash my face, do all that stuff. And then I like to do a little bit of yoga, like 10 to 20 minutes, just of some stretching. And then I'll do a 10 minute meditation. And then I pull three tarot cards and I'll journal about that. And then I'll set a few intentions for the day and then do a few like things I'm grateful for. And then I get ready. Depending if I'm like working from home, I might not get ready. But if I'm getting ready, if I'm feeling uninspired with my outfit, I might check in again to see what sign the moon is in the moon rules over like our emotions and our intuition and the more like subtle receptive part of ourselves and i love her so i just like to that just inspires my like maybe a color of eyeshadow i'm wearing or like my lipstick and i'll do the same thing with tarot cards so if i pull a card that really resonates with me i might wear an outfit with those colors or incorporate something that makes me feel like i'm embodying the energy of that card uh my favorite makeup is like a defined I'm not wearing it today because I was lazy but a defined brow um a really sharp cat eye and then like red lipstick or orange lipstick that's just I that's just like my favorite glamour my favorite spell but yeah sometimes I'll also do like a shower and maybe like dry brushing or lotion but like some kind of moving my body meditation journaling and tarot and then putting a glamour on that makes me feel powerful and sexy as fuck let's talk about casting a glamour sure because this is really cool and interesting and this is in your book so tell us what the phrase casting a glamour means so glamour is like when we think of it we probably think of somebody that's very put together or very elegant and the truth is it's actually rooted in folklore and magic so a glamour is something that veils what lies beneath it so in the olden days with like when people were actually scared of like fairies one of the things was that there the fairy would change your baby with a fairy baby called a changeling so like you would but they would cast a glamour on the fairy baby so it looked like a human baby so it's you would be like raising this like fairy child but because of this glamour you that's concealing that it's a fairy you'd be seeing it as like a human child so if you think of that with makeup or with clothing for me i look very different when i'm not wearing my red lipstick and my cat eye when i put my red lipstick and my cat eye i'm shifting the way that other people see me veiling casting what a lies, glamour exactly casting a glamour veiling what lies beneath so for me i grew up in atlanta and outside of atlanta went to school in south carolina and just and exists on a few like different intersections of identity stuff. So I never, I, it's not that I couldn't fully express myself, but it took me a long time to feel comfortable fully expressing myself because of the environment I was living in. And when I was in college, I just decided that I was going to say fuck it and wear whatever I wanted to wear and pretend I was in New York. And I just shifted the way I dressed to dress how I wanted to dress. And that, like, casting that glamour for me was a reclamation of the way I moved through the world, the way I'm, like, allowing other people to see me. So for me, fashion is, like, also can be an armor in that way because I'm deciding the way, the lens in which people view me. And I think, like, for me, that's very empowering. And it's just fun. Fashion is fun. I just want to read this part of your book really quick because I love it so fucking much. Okay. When I fill in my eyebrows and draw on a cat eye so sharp it can kill a man, I'm casting a glamour. When I swipe on some rouge and some bright red lipstick, I'm casting a glamour. By curating how others see me, by deciding how I want others to see me, I'm casting a glamour. How fucking cool is that? I wish you narrated my book. I will, baby. Put me in the boot. While we're talking about this, it's also great. I want to talk about makeup as ritual. Yeah. Because, again, you have a chapter in your book about this very thing, Mm -hmm. and and you were just talking about it. So I'm just going to go to this page right quick. 
So tell us a little bit about makeup as ritual, because we always talk about rituals、mm-hmm. in our daily lives. And again, these are things that people are doing、yeah. that happen to be magic, right? But I, they don't realize that's、yeah. what they're doing. It's all about for me. This is like the fun of being a witch. It's not just something I do. It's like the way I see things.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, makeup. Is a really beautiful way to decide how people want to see you. It's I literally I feel like lipstick is war paint. I'm like literally drying something on that's totally changing the way that I look. But yeah, so a ritual is anything that we can do repetitively to connect us to something else, to something bigger. And for me, when I'm doing my makeup, it's like one of the first things I'm doing in the morning. And even if I don't get to do any of my morning practice, I'm still probably gonna put makeup on at least a little bit. So honoring that itself as a ritual, like putting some music on, like maybe like lighting some incense or a candle, and like taking that time to be with yourself, just and and just like breathing a little bit more than usual, or being like, what do I need right now? What do I need to make myself more present right now as I'm putting on this makeup? Or how do I want to look today? And connecting to yourself even on that level of asking yourself what would make you to feel the most beautiful or sensual or powerful or like commanding. That in itself is going to be ritual because you're honoring that space as something to transform the rest of your day potentially. And then when you think of so many different ancient peoples have used makeup and that as that's a part of their spiritual practice. With the ancient Egyptians, we're not exactly sure why they used coal around their eyes, besides the fact that it was to keep out bugs. But it looked fucking dope, yeah. You know, and it really changed the course of makeup for the、yeah. rest of the world forever.、Right. Even just like wearing different colors are associated with different things. So if you think of the different like chakras or energy centers, each is associated with different color, and those colors that kind of carries through with makeup. Smells and perfumes have their own qualities of magic. Working with different like. Plant-based or flower-based things can add another element. You can create like a beauty altar where you just, you know, like looking at beautiful things is so. Today's a Libra full moon, or the, today's Libra season, but it's Aries full moon. Libra season is ruled by Venus, which is about all things beauty and glamour. Like, oh yes, honey. Yeah, like I think a part of this kind of ritual is also just like honoring the fact that beautiful things are nice and make us feel good. So like taking the、go. time to set up that surrounding and also be its own ritual. So there's ways that you can things that you want to attract in your life. You can do your makeup ritual and choose certain colors and things、mm-hmm. that might attract that、exactly. into your life. I love that. And it says right here, like wear gold to attract abundance, wear red to feel dangerous. These are things that we're all subconsciously exactly. doing. Exactly, that's the thing.、It's、But like, you can have some intention.、Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Thank you. Would you mind talking to us a little bit about? Your family's history with clothing, yeah. Because I know you are—you really love clothes and、uh-huh. fashion, and it's a huge passion of yours. But it actually goes back further than just you. My background is in fashion writing, and I went to school for fashion merchandising and print journalism. That was—I literally up until I was really approached to write this book, I was like, I'm going to be a fashion editor and、like、be a fashion writer, and it's still a big part of my work and my life. But I, my, I'm like just very Jewish, ethnically Jewish, culturally Jewish, religiously Jewish. Although I don't really identify with the religious aspect, it's still like my, where I come from and my family. So my paternal grandparents, my dad's parents, were both in concentration camps. My grandma Rose was a seamstress and had been trained as a seamstress and was taken to the camps at twenty. She was there for three years, which is like nuts to think about because I'm older than she was after she got out. It's crazy. So she was in the camps and. One day, one of the guards came up and asked. They're like standing all the 
people were standing in a line, asked if there was a Rose Weiss. That was my grandma's name, so she stepped forward and she was taken to what turned out to be where the seamstresses were. And the head seamstress of Auschwitz was like, that's not my niece. So turns out that the head seamstress had a niece with the same name as my grandma, who wasn't, I don't think she was actually a seamstress, this other Rose Weiss. But since my grandma was a seamstress, she was able to stay in the seamstress's quarters and, like, sew the uniforms and have a bed and, like, actually probably be able to take showers. Like, she would have, she probably wouldn't have survived if it wasn't for that. And she got her sister Edith there, and she, they were eventually, they eventually escaped during, like, when they were doing the march. They, like, ran away into a barn. She wrote a memoir, and I didn't read it until after she passed away when I was 18, and... Like, I learned that her dad and his brother had, like, a fur business, and just, she was amazing. She died at 90 and was just, like, all there and incredible human. Also, her name means white rose, and I love roses, and I work with a lot of them in my magic. But So she was liberated. They were liberated. She escaped. My grandpa, Harry, was—they're both from Slovakia, and he was from a different part of Slovakia. And he was in Prague studying, apprenticing under a weaver to become a master weaver. And then he was taken to the camps, and he was also there for three years, survived and escaped. And he was back in Slovakia teaching how to use anti-missile tanks. And my grandma was one of his cadets. And the first thing he ever said to her was, if you don't mind me telling you, cadet, your fly is unbuttoned. Which is just like... It also was just about a button, exactly. Yes. So, like, he was a weaver, and my grandma's thing with the seamstress, my mom's parent, my mom's, my great-grandparents, my my mom's maternal grandparents migrated from Poland to Mexico City and opened a store that sold gloves and, like, tights and stuff, and then a zipper factory. So, like, I have textiles on both sides How of my family. And my dad's a rabbi, so I feel like I'm merging what he's doing in one way with, like, clothing, but talking about ritual and connection and leading these, like, other ceremonies that are also in time with the moon like judaism so it's really interesting and validating in a lot of it's ways it's so beautiful too Thank i you. just i love that that's why when i read that in the book i said i have to get that on the interview Yay. somewhere because Thank i just you. think that's so interesting and beautiful oh, yeah. ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn save spend wisely and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Oh, yeah. Okay, if somebody's listening and, like me maybe, I don't have a ton of quote-unquote witching experience. Mm -hmm. But if I wanted to, like, get into it, like, what's a good place to start? Mm Because as I said, a lot of things, like, I'm a huge manifestation person. Mm -hmm. I believe in manifestation and I've had it happen in my life. How can I channel that specifically, let's yeah. say? Okay, so there's a few main things. One is cultivating any kind of practice that's going to allow you to connect with yourself and understand yourself, whether that's meditation or journaling. If you're able to, going to therapy for me is part of, I feel like that's part of my practice. So it's like something I do consistently to take care of myself. Anything, like Even just taking a bath or being in nature, taking the time to connect with yourself in that way through that lens. And then knowing about the moon so if you look at the moon today she's full 
this is like her energetic peak, like the climax of the month energetically. And after today, she's going to lose a little bit of light each day until the new moon in two weeks. So from the time of the full moon to the time of the new moon, when the moon is losing her light or waning, we focus on what we want to release or banish. And then from the time of the new moon, which will be in two weeks, to the full moon, as the light's as the light of the moon grows or waxes, we focus on what we want to manifest. And just, Baby, I'm about to be the most powerful bitch yeah. in town with this knowledge. So just even, because that's, you don't need anything to look at the moon and know where she is. Like, it might help to write it down. There's, I've written plenty of articles. I have a chapter on moon magic in my book, but it is free to go outside and see the moon. Right. And just be like, okay, so she's getting smaller. So I know that that's my, my, I might be feeling off, like letting things go. Just like getting in tune with that. And then also knowing the turning of what's called the wheel of the year. So on Saturday, we had the equinox, the fall equinox, which is when day and night are the same length. And in Greek mythology, it's when the goddess Persephone is taken to the underworld to become the queen of hell. And it's the second holiday of three harvest holidays in this pagan wheel of the year. But the equinoxes and the solstices and then the days that fall between mark like the really big changes of the earth. We go from summer to fall and then fall to winter and then winter to spring. Like knowing just being even just being aware of like when that is. And that also correlates to the shifts in the and the zodiac so like the astrological seasons just knowing that and then taking the time to be like practice those mindfulness practices or be with yourself and see how you're affected by the changing of the seasons like witchcraft is a nature-based practice it's a nature-based spiritual practice path so like being outside in nature honoring those changes of the season of the cosmos of yourself and just like kind of thinking of like how you can be more intentional with everything else magic is energy plus action plus intention i was telling my friend if you think about singing happy birthday to somebody your intention is to celebrate the person your action is singing it and then the energy is raising it with the voice that's a spell in itself so i read that in your book and i was like wow that's so interesting that we're all that's such a ritual in our Mm -hmm. culture to light the candle sing blow out the candle make a wish that's a fucking magic and then as other people are like singing to you and using the energy with you yes that i really love using candles as a part of my magic and that's super easy you know like buying a candle with a color that speaks to you and just like sitting in front of the flame and gazing at it and sending energy out to an intention a ritual or spell that you can do epsom salt baths are very witchy help you cleanse working with sacred smoke so like incense getting sage that's ethically harvested not from sephora thank god they canceled that did you hear about that no. whole thing oh my god sephora was gonna sell a witch kit <gasps> with like white sage which is over harvested which means that people that are like indigenous people don't have access to it because we're like selling it and palo santo too is if it's not ethically harvested then they kill the tree and it's sad they're yeah. selling with like everything ro- gets commercialized right? and ruined i'm telling right? you right but they were like gonna sell this kit with like perfume like little samples of perfume and then sage and a crystal and call it like a witch kit but the witch community was like what the hell? No. And then they canceled it. So it was a victory. One but. victory for the witches. That's actually a great segue. So talking about being a 2018 witch, mm-hmm. being a mindful witch, being um, a sustainable witch, mm-hmm. let's talk about some of the resources. There's an app that you use to meditate that you mm-hmm. like. I feel like meditation for me, it's so overwhelming. I don't know where to start. I and know, and, and I an app this. would be great. Give us some recs yes, on that. yes. yes. I love Insight Timer. They have a bunch of different guided meditations. They have talks about different, like, practices. So, like, 
creating a morning routine. I know they have some kind of like course on that. It's really dope. I think it's $2. But I love, they have a ton of different teachers. So I really like being able to choose guided meditations that are in tune with what I'm feeling. I'm really picky. You can't just be talking. I need some music in the right. background. You need to have the right voice. So I totally get you. And I'm the same way. It's really hard for me to be still and slow down. And that mm-hmm. app has really helped because I'll just meditate like 10 to 15 minutes for me or 8 to 10, 8 to 12 minutes is like my sweet spot. Yeah. Um, but that's a really great app. And I can recommend specific ones to you later if you want. There's a really beautiful one called Morning Ritual with this guy that's like a beautiful British accent. He's just like, breathe into your body. Think of an intention for the day. Let it fall from the sky like gold rain. Like, it's so, it's Ooh, really sweet. I like sweet. that. I can fuck with that. I love that app. I really like, for Zodiac stuff, astrology stuff, the app Time Passages. And Moon is really great if you just want to see the like what the moon is doing, if she's waning or waxing. Time Passages is really good if you want to know about the astrology for the day as well as your own birth chart and stuff. What other apps do I have? House of Intuition in LA has mm-hmm. a really great app. Mine is kind of messing up. I have to email them. But they have, it's a website too, and they have a bunch of different classes and meditations and sound baths. And I really, I really like what they're doing. So that's one. And then yeah. Spotify, YouTube, Hood Witch is a great resource. Mountain Rose Herbs is good for ethical that's what i was gonna ask you about witchy gear so mountain rose herbs has come up on ashby before actually Mm -hmm. they sell ethically sourced palo santo okay so tell us what else can you get on that website oh my i got like all my herbs they're all organic Mm -hmm. so like for me if i'm gonna be making a tea or like doing a bath i just that just makes me feel better so i'll get i've gotten almost I get either my herbs from them, I'm like stocking up, I'll get it from them, or drinking in tea, or I'll go to Green Man in North Hollywood. If you're in LA, they're great. House of Intuition, I think, sells online and ships everywhere. Mountain Rose Herbs, yeah, you can get oils, you can get teas, you can get like salves, stuff to like make your own tinctures and all that kind of stuff. The Hood Witch is a great resource for different like smudge sticks and crystals and meditations. The Flower Child Bruja is really, she makes the most beautiful like handmade crowns and handmade smudge sticks with like roses and lavenders. I really like her stuff. Who else? That's great. That's a great place to start. Yeah. November Sage Apothecary. There's so many different places. If you just hit up, like, hashtag witches of Instagram. There you go. Yeah. Use Instagram to find your witch your witch friends. Witch talk, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about mantras. Okay. One of my I love first of all, I love your Instagram. Ooh. Everybody follow her. Thank it's you. Gabby Herstick. So everybody follow her. The photos are gorgeous. Ooh. It's a very positive space. One of my favorite things that you post are you post weekly mantras. Yes. And this is something that I really should be doing more often. Because, again, talking about manifestation, why don't you just tell us what are mantras? Yeah. How do we implement them? And then I was thinking maybe we could come up with some right now together. Yeah. And maybe do them. Hell yeah. Okay. So mantras or affirmations are just phrases that you repeat to yourself. So in in, in Eastern traditions, you'll say like the different names of the gods or goddesses or mantras like, like words in Sanskrit a lot of the time that are honoring a specific intention, goddess, god. So I make affirmations that are just like a positive thing that you can repeat to yourself when you're stressed, when you're overwhelmed. And it's just, again, based on like my own practices of setting intentions. I think like I do it each day if I can, but then for the week, it helps me like 
just grow. It's just like a way to keep yourself accountable and feel better. But like for me, like when I'm anxious, affirmations really help. And I haven't done this in a while. I've been really bad about it. I'll either set alarms on my phone. I like to do repeating numbers like 1111, 333, 222. Or I'll like tape, I'll write these affirmations out on my, like on a piece of paper and tape it to my bathroom mirror and then repeat them to myself a few times, like three times each as I like look into my own eye. So it, yeah, it varies. Sometimes it's about connecting to your heart. Sometimes I'll write them about being okay with not being productive or being okay with sadness. And just depends. It's a reflection on what I feel like I need and what I am feeling like, like just sensing that the people around me need as yeah. well. I'm reading some of the ones that you, the last ones I see. Okay, so. Um, yeah, I didn't do one today because I wanted to do something about the full moon, but I'll post them on Twitter later today. I give myself permission to feel all my feelings. Mm-hmm. That's something that we really need to tell ourselves. Yeah. Because we're so conditioned by whoever to be like, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Move on. Or to be, yeah, to not be okay with feelings that aren't like 100% positive, but nobody's immune to sadness or to. When. If you're if you want to feel like as much bliss as possible, if you're opening yourself up to feeling all these like beautiful feelings of pleasure and joy, then like you're also creating the depth to feel like pain and sadness and sorrow. That's Same, just how it yeah. works. Like when you numb one part of yourself, you're numb you can't compartmentalize your feelings like that. So I think that for me, giving myself permission to not be okay or to be sad or to feel rejected or disappointed is like you have accepting it and just being, like, okay with it. That's how you process it. That's how you integrate it. And that's how you, like, move through it to get to what's up, to whatever's next. I feel like I find myself in times of joy dismissing the joy. Yeah. and Because being... I'm just so conditioned to, like, just make things work and keep moving. Honey. Yeah. Or not feel like you're worth the joy or feeling like you don't deserve to celebrate it. Right. Like, all of that. And that's, like, I think for me a big part of just witchcraft and manifestation and anything is just being grateful for everything. Because it's, if you have this, if everything is perfect, it's like a clear bucket of water. But then as soon as one bad thing happens, it's a drop of ink and affects everything else up. So, like, how can you look past that? Like, how can you recognize and honor the feelings of whatever that uncomfortable feeling is and then go back to being grateful for whatever for whatever else is working? And for the beautiful. ability to feel all those feelings, it's you know? beautiful. Thank you. Let's come up with some affirmations. Okay. Okay? So I really—this is something that me and my best friend Haley, who you know, who loves you, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, I told her she was—you were coming on, and she was so freaking She's excited. So cute. Yeah, she loves you. She was like, I love her Instagram. Aww. I was like, yes, that's right. So hi, Haley. We used to always write affirmations for our, to look in the mirror for auditions and things. Yeah. And one that we both said is, I'm— Funny and people like me. Yeah, like... I'm funny and people like me. This is something I have to remind myself of mm -hmm. because our business has so much rejection. Mm -hmm. And when you don't book a job, it's very very easy to go, I'm not funny and they hate me and people hate me. So I'm funny Mm -hmm. and people like me, damn it. Mm -hmm. I'm funny, Rebecca. Okay? (laughs) I'm funny, damn it. So I'm writing that one down. I'm funny and people like me. Now, do you think we could maybe phrase it a little more exciting or you're okay with that phrase? I mean, Because yours are all very poetic. Yeah, that's just, that's how I write. Right. It depends. Could you zhuzh that up for me a little bit? Sure. So I am talented and deserve to be adored. I'm talented and deserve to be seen and appreciated. Oh, my God. I'm talented, and I deserve to be seen and adored. Isn't that better? 
That's better, Rebecca. That's better. Okay. I like that one. Can you come up with one for me that's people are actually listening to my podcast? Mm-hmm. The people are listening! People are listening to this right now! Is it okay if I yell? Because it's my power, Oh, my right? God, no, yeah. It's my I'm spell. Like, I'm, like, just, like, trying to think of how we can make this. Because yeah, the only part of writing affirmations is, like, you want it to be in the pre- like in the present tense, like it's happening. Yes. And you want it to be something that you want to happen, right? Like, yes. you don't want to be like, I am not this, because the universe is just hearing you putting, like, sensing yes. you putting energy into this thing and giving it back. Everyone who's who resonates with my work is seeing it and <gasps> appreciating it at its fullest. Oh, my God. Hold on. Everyone who resonates with my work is hearing it or is seeing it, hearing it, Uh huh. is hearing it and appreciating uh, and hearing it and connecting to my message. Oh, my God. That made it so much better. <laughs> Everyone who resonates with my work is hearing it and connecting to my message. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can you move in with me? Okay, (laughs) what else? Do you have any right now that you want to put out there? I feel like a big part for me is it's one thing to open your heart. That Mm -hmm. is hard not to dismiss the work that goes into that. But for me, it's keeping my heart open Mm -hmm. amidst being like a single gal in L.A. with just life. So I've been using them. I actually did a I do a column and working with different goddesses for chakras. The last one I did was this beautiful goddess named Kuan Yin, who's a goddess of compassion and mercy in different East Asian traditions. And one of the affirmations, mantras I wrote for her is, that I've been saying to myself is, I return to my heart over and over again. I love that. Just like That also sounds like a Katy Perry song. In the best way. In the best way. In the best way. If she wants to pay me, I'll write her song right? for her. Like, yes. Okay. I you... love that. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Chakrubs. It actually, they've come up on Ashby before. Oh my god, amazing. Yes. Yeah, so started by this amazing human called Vanessa Kushia. They are a line of crystal, they're original crystal sex toys, so they're literally like like wand-shaped crystal dildos. I interviewed Vanessa for a website called The Numinous like four and a half years ago, and then we've been connected throughout that, and I started writing this column for them. I don't even know. I guess I've done one on Venus, one on... And did I do Hecate? No, I haven't done that one yet. I don't even remember who I've done. Oh, Kali. I've done Venus, Kali, and now Kuan Yin. I'll do Hecate next, but... I like write about connecting with different goddesses and through ritual and through meditation, affirmations, creating an altar. But they're just a really fucking awesome company. Like I've also written a blog post about my experience with my rose quartz chakra and a lot of manifestation or energy work is literally raising energy and one way you can do that is through orgasms so using a crystal dildo to help you achieve that it's going to use is not only going to connect you to your body and maybe a more intentional way because you're using this tool that you have to think about a little bit more but also imbuing whatever experience you're having with the crystal that's helping you so for me like i again work a lot with the goddess venus who's a goddess of glamour and sex and beauty Ooh, and i need to connect with her too she's Shit. the, ba- she's the best yeah. she's ba- she loves opals she loves roses and so for me like my rose like sex magic is part of my practice i work a lot with rose quartz and then having this rose quartz piece to do that with is amazing but they're a really awesome company and they have a bunch of other crystals like yoni eggs and a bunch of really beautiful rituals and blog posts and horoscopes on their blog and i really recommend them very cool when you said sex magic it made me think of red hot chili peppers oh my god is that a song 
Blood Sugar Sex Magic. You're young. <laughs> Blood Sugar Sex Magic is probably their biggest album they've ever done. I Have know. you never heard that song? It's on my list if I ever if I ever am a dancer. I'm dancing to Blood Sugar Sex Magic. <gasps> oh my God, amazing. Blood Sugar Baby Sex Magic. Yes, Brandon's singing it <laughs> in the booth. Okay, I'm just for your reference. I'm looking up the album Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Perfect. It came out in 1991. Oh, yeah, that was before I was born. Yes, it's a, and, but it had Under the Bridge, which is arguably the most known Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Give It Away, Suck My Kiss, Breaking the Girl. A lot of their big hits are on that album. Okay. So check it out. Maybe you could get your rub on with that song. I don't know. It's a very sexual song. I I, I want to dance to it. Respect. Maybe I'll dance to that with while saying my intentions. Hell yeah. Because it's powerful. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, I, I grew up dancing, dancing. I grew up doing ballet and dancing. And, like, a dance is a big part of my magical practice, too. It's a beautiful way to raise energy. And I know that, like, when I'm not, like, dancing around my room, like, loon, like, regularly, then, like, I need some things off. Like, I need to, like... It's so interesting because I've been doing that forever. It's all these things that we do, but we don't realize mm-hmm. that they're magic, that we are actually, yeah. you know, creating something. That's Absolutely. so exciting. Oh, yeah. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Okay, what else? Can can we talk about your iconic hairstyle? (gasps) Sure. So how would you describe your hairstyle to us for people who can't see you? I have a ear-length bob, but half of it's shaved off. The left side of three-fifths or two, I don't know, two-fifths of my... It's like almost half of my head right. is shaved. Oh. So what inspired this haircut? Mm-hmm. And is there... Do you have any rituals involving like hair care or, or washing or anything like Ooh. that? Because it really is a striking do. Yeah. Thank and, you. And I don't really know anyone else with uh, rocking that look. So Thanks. I was wondering if there was something behind it. Yeah. So I was... 17 when I've got it. I've had wow. it. I just had my seven and a half year anniversary. It'll be eight years in March, which is like weird. There was this model I really liked. So like I started it. I had a fashion blog forever. I started it when I was like 14, 15 and then had it up until college. And I would just write about random shit that I liked. It's called Breathing Fashion. And I really liked this model named Alice DeLal, who was working with Chanel at the time. And she had this like really long blonde hair and it was wavy and she had part of it shaved off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I'd never, like, rebelled with my style. I wasn't allowed to dye my hair, and I never dyed my hair. I didn't have any piercings or anything. And I really wanted to shave off half my head. Yeah. So I was in AP Lang at the time, and we were learning about, like, logic and how to construct an argument using, like, ethics and, like, reason and stuff. So I, like, wrote my parents this letter applying what I learned in AP Lang to be like, listen. This is very Cher Horowitz of you. <laughs> I love her. I was like, I'm going to be in college, like, in a year. Like, I'm going to do what I want anyway, so I want to shave my hair. And, of course, they said no. And then I was like, okay, better not. Is your dad really strict, being a rabbi? Not really. Like, they they were strict, but they, like, I wasn't allowed to dye my hair, and obviously didn't have piercings, but, like, 
I get it. My mom is a little bit more strict because she's from Mexico City where it's just, like, more conservative. But, yeah, they're, like, very—my mom is—I think moms just want you to look like you looked when you were born. Like, right. don't change the way that you are naturally, like, long hair, little piercing. So I think that was just a thing. And I was, like, 16, 17. But I, like, went to this North Point Mall in Georgia and went to this, like— Barb, like, salon at the mall and asked them to cut my hair because I had them use scissors. And they charged me $5 for a bang trim. And I brought in photos of this girl, Alice Dalal. And when I first got it cut, it was, like, this, like, little triangle, like, mm-hmm. right behind my ear. And then, yeah, the only day I've ever covered it up by, like, flipping my hair over was the next day. Because I, like, told my parents after going—I, like, got it done and went to, a con- like, a show and then went home and told them that I did it. And they, like, screamed at my sister. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. And then flipped it over the next day and taught Sunday school. They were angry at me, and then my mom ended up really liking it. And when I was, like, 20, I got it shaved to, like, the skin for the first time, which is what I do when I get it shaved. And it's just expanded. But, yeah, I've never—I've only ever flipped it over once. And unless I'm wearing a hat or something that covers it, like— I don't cover it, and I love it. I feel like, yeah, one of my favorite ways, like, cast a glamour is getting it shaved. I go to Eric at Baxter Finley in West Hollywood. He is my favorite. If you need a fresh shave in L.A., go to him. Like, he's been doing it every day for—not every day. Since I moved here two years ago and always leaves me feeling, like, really beautiful. Like, I think a fresh shave—like, I get it shaved, like, without a guard to the skin, and it's just, like, the equivalent of wearing a good pair of heels but on my face. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. And you're like, you don't see yourself changing that, dude. I like imagine it sometimes. So I'm like, damn, I wish I could rock a mullet. But then it's such a popular thing right now to have a mullet. Why? Well, yeah, but you, you've you been doing it for <laughs> seven and a half years. I know. I really love the power of a signature. I think I'm more Ooh, likely I love to. The power. I'm mm-hmm. writing that down. Power of a signature. Yeah. Yes, bitch. Like, I've been wearing red lipstick almost every day since I was like 19 or 18 or 19. And like, my cat eye and my. You know, I just have a look. Um, you have a look. <laughs> thank you. But I'm probably, I'm going to probably shave it all off before I grow it out. I know this. Oh. I think I would probably try going blonde or, like, red. If I have to bleach my hair, I'll probably do that once I'm, like, sick of the black, which I've also had for five years, and then shave it off. But I feel like if I were to grow it out, I'd just keep shaving off the other side. So, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not sick of it. I love it. I forget that it's, like, a, a thing that I have to do. Yeah. So. It's so pretty. <laughs> Thank you. While we're talking about your signature, I want to know what are the products that you pull yes, out. Yes. She's got the bag, I got baby. Because okay. I want to know what the brow, what do we fill in the brows? Anastasia we, Dip Brow. Okay, yeah. In Ebony, mm-hmm. I believe. And then what are we using for the cat eye? And what is that damn red <gasps> lip, honey? And any other exciting yes. things that you love that Elf, you cast your glamour on? Elf Liquid Eyeliner from, oh, look from at Target. That. Yeah. Like this $3 eyeliner, I think I've been using it since like for five years it's my favorite thing. Yeah. this is this and my red lipstick are like this specifically though like, i've never used another formula or like another like pen that like allows me the precision and opacity opacity as this little guy for wow. like three bucks so i love elf and then fenty rihanna's <gasps> red lipstick yes, she just released paint, yeah she just released two other shades and i'm excited to get them because it's like the fucking best formula ever i haven't tried any of her other stuff but like, i know i've only heard good things yeah but this lipstick looks good on everybody i have so many different friends that have it that are all different skin tones so everybody looks amazing i love how so far the two things you pulled out have been sharp 
Like yes. the, the elf is sharp. The Fenty Stunna lip paint That's has it. a sharp edge. So pretty I'm much very it. exciting. This next strobe of genius palette mm-hmm. I got from when I was working at Hello Giggles as a, as a writer. So I just got some free shit, and I really love this. Okay, cute. I lo- I use Laura Mercier's tinted moisturizer and secret camouflage concealer i used to always use that i use it every day yeah when i i used to have pretty bad skin and my cousin who's a makeup artist who is still a makeup artist in austin she was on my rachel bloom south by southwest episode she was like oh you got to get that laura mercier camouflage it's so good yeah Yeah, i think that's like the only one i've ever used i'll get i'll change it up someday but for me i'm not i'm like not super skincare-y like Mm -hmm. i have the products i use and like i do like makeup like I go through, I'm like, I really like glitter and like balmy eyeshadows and stuff, but I don't really like shop. I'm not like a makeup person. I don't really like shop for makeup right. a lot. So like I, when I find something, I stick with it. But then I'll get, I got this like eye stick crayon thing from Sephora. It's like this like really bright, like aqua blue. And I love playing with oh, that. Oh, I've seen you on your yeah. Instagram with that. I just like, I just feel bored with my look and my makeup. And I'm like, I need to be obnoxious again like i'm ready to try weird things again which is exciting very exciting and i will say your entire makeup bag cruelty free oh really yeah very cool oh my god amazing yep do you have any other self-care rituals yes that you feel you'd like to maybe help us with or tell us about i see we covered the shock rub yes we covered the casting glamour yes what else is there masturbation Mm -hmm. we've talked about that Mm -hmm. i've mentioned taking epsom salt baths but that's one of my favorite things a warm bath with some epsom salt i'll sometimes add different herbs i love like walgreens has like their doctor something whatever epsom salt that has lavender oil and i love that and i love that you're like a drugstore witch oh yeah you're like a target witch yeah i love it i like i'll spend like some of the candles i have and for like my altars i'll get some stuff but yeah you do not need a lot of you don't even need anything to be a witch it's something that's inside of you it's a power that you just you know you learn to utilize but taking epsom salt baths a huge one dancing like i said movement buying myself flowers writing like for me making art is a ritual Mm -hmm. i make a lot of art in honor of my spiritual practice and as a part of it so like with venus i would i had this project going for a while called love letters from venus where i would take what i called selfie portraits like portraits on my phone of myself with like lingerie and flowers and then write a poem that felt like it was channeled from venus and i ended up creating this like little zine thing but um like making art for me is really healing even just like laying down and putting some music on and putting crystals on your body burning again like sacred herbs like palo santo or sage putting lotion on just like giving yourself love and like telling different limbs how thankful you are for them oh i love that anything that's just gonna anything that makes you feel good right and that, like, you want to spend time doing, that you can, like, dedicate time, that, like, nobody's going to interrupt you. You don't have to worry about your cat or dog or your roommate. Your phone is on airplane mode. Like, it doesn't have to be long. It can be five to ten minutes. But taking that time to connect yourself is just, I think, it just changes the way that you move and you live because you're, you have some extra space. Oh, this is, this has been healing. Oh, You know what? I'm, I'm talented and deserve to be seen and heard. It's okay. true. I am. You are, and okay. you are being seen and heard, and you, you are that, Rebecca. Are you on your computer? Or are you listening? Because I deserve to be heard. Okay. Yeah, Rebecca's on shock rubs right now. She's <laughs> adding three of them to her coat. I'll get you one. I'll get you one. Okay. Listen, 
Gabby, this was fantastic. Oh, thank you so We're much. We're starting to, let me see what else I have here. Gabriella, we've covered a lot. And there's so much more to cover because your book, like I said, there's so much in it Aww. that I feel anyone could learn from. Thank you. So why don't you tell us where we can find yeah. the book, where we can find you, okay. all of your various projects on okay. the internet. If you have anything coming up you want to tell us to check out, okay. go, baby. So you can find my book as Inner Witch, A Modern Guide to the Ancient Craft in the U.S. wherever books are sold. I think Target and Walmart have it. I don't know. How cool! What that distribution is. Yeah, that's dope. And then in the U.K. at bookstores, wherever books are sold as Craft, How to Be a Modern Witch. They're the same book, just a different cover, different title. I'm on the internets, on Twitter and Instagram as Gabby Herstick, G-A-B-Y, H-E-R-S-T-I-K. Like her stick of Palo Santo. Yes, except stick Cute. without a C. That's yes. right. No C. And then I have, yeah, I have a column. Now it comes out every other month on Nylon called Ask a Witch. That just came out. And then my column for Chakrabs comes out monthly. And I just wrote about Kuan Yin. I also have, like, my own fashion platform-y thing that's called Fashion is Dying, where I do editorials and interview really cool, like, designers and stylists, so that's been really fun. I'm actually going to be in New York later this month, because this is October, coming mm-hmm. on October. I have a class at Catland Books in Brooklyn on October 26th on Working with Goddesses. Ooh, fun! Then, Everybody go yeah. check that out! Um, I'm sure I'll have more events in L.A. I lead a monthly New Moon Circle with... This beautiful human named Sabrina from Moon Club at Free People, Santa Monica. I think the next one's October 11th. And yeah, I post a lot about what I do on Instagram because I don't, it's still getting planned. Oh, and on Halloween, I'm doing an event with Laser Kitten in LA. So you should definitely come. I'll Cute. make sure you get an invite. Oh, I want to go. Really I don't have any fun. plans yet. It'll be really fun. We're going to have food and snacks. We'll do a little ritual, photo booth. So that's going to be fun. Last question yes. I just thought of. Everybody does those aura f- pictures. Yes. Do I need to do one? I just got mine done, and I was surprised, but you should definitely do it. It's, like, definitely more popular. I got mine from Aura, Hologra- aura Hol- Holographics, I think. I might be mispronouncing that. And she does, like, pop-ups on Sunday, and then there's... What's that girl? There's another person that does them. But it's definitely fun. It's cool. Yeah. Especially as a triple Scorpio. I'm very curious. I just hope it's pink only because that's my favorite color. Mm. And if I'm not... If I don't have a pink aura, I don't know if I can handle that. Like, I need to know that. I feel you. So let's all manifest my pink aura (laughs) for myself. (laughs) Perfect. I am so excited. Okay, real quick. What's your favorite crystal? And what's your favorite tarot card? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Good question. I just, I love rose quartz. Mm-hmm. I really do. I have a bunch of different ones, like, for different things. I also love labradorite. I love a clear quartz. But I just, rose quartz is just, like, so heart-opening and so loving and just has been such an ally to me. So I'm going to say her. And then my favorite tarot card changes. Right now I think it's the High Priestess, who is all about the divine feminine and connection to intuition and mystery and magic. And I just feel like I'm just, like... She's, like, my teacher right now. Oh, can I just go hang or something? <laughs> yes, down! Okay. Yay! I'm so excited! Also, I'm on my period during the full moon. That's a good thing, That's right? That's fucking awesome. Yes, yeah. bitch! Who's in tune with the world, bitch? <laughs> That's right. Okay, thank you so much, Yay! Gabrielle, for being here. Thank Everybody, you. check out her book. Check out, I'm telling you, you won't regret her Instagram. Aww, Give thanks. that tap right now. And have a great October. Keep and- it spoopy. That's right. Keep it spooky and cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. 
It's a good show.